Danny and Kate show. So obviously the big news over the weekend was Italy quarantining 16 million people. So when you read that headline, immediately you think, well, this is crazy. But my wife did some digging and it's weird what they've decided to do. It's like a half quarantine. They're shutting down like, I guess, gyms, schools, museums, public parks. Um, like, no, nine public parks, just public swimming pools. Pools. Um, yeah, public pools, gyms, museums, any like events that were going to be around the area. But restaurants aren't closing. You can still go to a restaurant. No, but they came up with a weird rule for restaurants. They have to sit like a meter apart or something. Yeah, so, so the everybody spacing ha- has to be slightly more. That's all. Yeah, they have to space people out. But you can still go to a restaurant. You can still go to the stores. You can still go to the grocery store. Yeah. Anything else that's not in the, the categories that they specifically named. So it's not a quarantine 16 million people stuck in their homes and not allowed to leave which is why i think people in the u.s are like hoarding toilet paper and bottled water which second of all like note here those are not the things you should be hoarding if you think you're gonna be stuck at home for a long time Mm -mm. that's really weird but anyway i bought a uh, one of those clean straws so that way if we did run out of water i'm just nobody's running out of water i don't know why people are acting like we're in snowmageddon or tornadoes or like the apocalypse you never your know your water's gonna work still hopefully no not hopefully you everything's gonna be normal you're just like you're stuck at home and you're not hanging out with your friends what if everybody at the water department gets coronavirus and they can't go to work and there's no more water they have to send water people are still gonna be going to work even this quarantine people unless you work at a bar or a nightclub or a gym you're still gonna be going to work wow well, what did the people do that, that do work at those locations? I don't know. That's another no, no secondary work question. For a month. So the numbers as of today, uh, United States has gone up with, uh, they had 94 new cases yesterday. We're over 530 cases. We had two new deaths. So we're now up to 21 deaths in the United States. And we have about eight or nine people still in serious or critical condition. That wasn't the big story, though. It was Italy. They had uh, 1,500 new cases as of yesterday and 133 deaths. The day before that, they had 100-some-odd deaths as well. It sounds like they're finally testing, though, like mass amounts of people, Mm -hmm. which is going to make those scary stats actually a lot better. Because you were saying, what is it, in South Korea, they're able to process over 1,000 a day. It's 1,500 a day. A day, which is... And they're finally... They were up 272 more positive, but South Korea is kind of leading the... the, uh, Test numbers the testing numbers in the way in this because they're doing like drive-through testing they're doing all this and they're really starting to nip it in the bud um as far as that but they've you know uh total deaths in south korea even with all these numbers they're the same level as italy seven thousand three hundred total cases they've only had 50 deaths because they're finally getting more accurate numbers of the mild cases, mm-hmm. which is so very important in all these statistics. And those are going to be the numbers that most of us are going to want to look towards because they're not, you know, we're talking about an industrialized country. We're talking about getting mass numbers of these testing mm-hmm. out and they're going to get more and more every single day so that um, the, the percentage of severely critical patients, the percentage of deaths from this is going to shrink even further as we get more positive mild cases and recovered cases. In China, these are the most positive numbers. They, um, they as of right now, have only had eight new cases today. Right. Uh, over the weekend, their lowest day ever was Sunday. It was like 42 cases. So they're getting to the point where it looks like they're coming to a turning point 
where they're starting to control this and everything's starting to go down. Well, and a lot of people have gotten it. And I guarantee a lot of people have gotten mild cases as well and just yeah. weren't tested for it because, they, again, they were mild. Because this virus specifically, if you are at a young age, children, young adults, even middle-aged adults, most of these cases are like mild cold symptoms. They're not something most of us would typically go to a doctor for in general. But I, I understand the reason why Americans are freaking out because if you look at the underlying health conditions, it's basically every American. Well, but that those do you, you have hypertension. Do you smoke cigarettes? Are you overweight? Do you have diabetes? Do you have lupus? Do you have cancer? Like this is every American. But that's that's true. That that could be a reason for you to 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 put you in a higher bracket for having complications. But that's the same with regular flu virus as well, and a lot of other viral and bacterial conditions. If you have a condition like that, it puts you at a significantly higher risk. We'll see. That's the update we got. We'll take a break and return. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. So over the weekend, me and my wife got into a pretty heated uh, discussion. It wasn't an argument, but it was more like I thought she was raining on my parade. And I was pissed about it because I found out how to make homemade hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple. Two-thirds alcohol, a third aloe vera gel. Mix it together, put it in a jar, you're good to go. And then Little Miss, oh, Google search over here <laughs> is like, oh, did you know you can't do that? It's going to be bad. It's not who recommends help. you don't do it blah, blah, unless blah. it's under very specific circumstances and includes having set... Things like sterilized containers and an alcohol, an alcohol, yep. alcoholometer or something like that. So you know that the mixture is correctly. Otherwise, you could be doing literally nothing to kill germs. Well, it turns out Men's Health released a statement saying, "Do not make home hand sanitizer." <laughs> I told you. So if you've tried to buy hand sanitizer at the pharmacy or even online, you may have found it sold out. A spokesperson for CVS said the demand has caused temporary shortage at some locations. We're trying to resupply those stores as quickly as possible. And here's another thing: pause note. There's more than enough at Bed Bath & Beyond. They're just, they're fruity smelling. Right. And you go to like Victoria's Secrets, they got those there too. The little ones that smell like apples or mm -hmm. whatever. You can go buy them there, just, just so you know. And for the record, if you're using hand sanitizer, it's really supposed to be only in a pinch. Every like two times you use hand sanitizer, you're supposed to go wash your hands because it's not as effective as washing your dang hands. Uh, Dr. Bernal Aral with the Good Housekeeping Institute says that you shouldn't assume this method is safe. Uh, and effective as many of the recipes from the FDA's rules governing hand sanitizer products category. The rule says the minimum recommended uh, level for isopropyl alcohol, rubbing alcohol, is 70% in the final product or a minimum of 60% in the final product. Now, if the recipe calls for two-thirds rubbing alcohol and the active level would fall short of the recommended 70%, some recipes include essential oils, he says, but there's such a small amount that they're not likely to fight viruses. Plus, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, says washing your hands with soap and water is still the best way to avoid transmission. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is, is when you uh, pour these alcohol in, I guess when it you can smell the alcohol as it's evaporating, right? Mm -hmm. That the alcohol levels start to slowly fall. Yep. And that's why you, you have to, if you're going to do it, they said even if you get like a 91 or a 95% alcohol, after you mix it and bottle it, if you take longer than four or five minutes, that alcohol level has dropped to 80, 70, 60, and it starts dropping out of a 
safe range. Well, and not only that, if you don't have the correct amount of alcohol to um, the the other stuff you put in it ratio, you could burn your hands mm. and cause cracking and bleeding, which is going to make you more susceptible to bacteria and viruses around you getting into open wounds. And the... Um, container if you're not putting it in a sterilized container but when the alcohol sterilize it no you have to sterilize something but that's what alcohol does is sterilize it no you have to like physically sterilize a container like boiling will sterilize it you can boil it like you would sterilize like baby bottles and stuff mm-hmm. but even then like some if you're trying to reuse something some containers can't necessarily be boiled mm. yeah, that's true Anyway, just go buy it. They said it's not a good idea, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess in a pinch if you have to and it makes you feel better. I would put some in your car, put some in your purse. But if you have access to a bathroom at all, which you do typically at some point in your day, even if you're out in public, you have access to a bathroom. Just go wash your hands. Wash your hands. We'll take a break and return. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. So Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have postponed their wedding due to coronavirus concerns. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom have postponed their wedding due to concerns of the coronavirus. It was all set to be in Japan with 150 guests. Not anymore. Katy actually uh, was really excited. There's no way that's true because they announced they postponed their wedding months and months ago. Well before the coronavirus was a thing. Well, she said she was excited to walk down the aisle pregnant, a source told People. They were both so elated that the wedding details are finally coming together, but they are uh, hitting a pause because of the coronavirus. This is according to E! News. So the, cor- e! News. the coronavirus is such a hot button that now sources are tying celeb news into it. I call BS. They postponed their wedding a long time ago, and I guarantee it's because she was pregnant. Well, I DJed a wedding on the weekend, and uh, they were supposed to have 150, da- 150 guests, roughly. Mm-hmm. And they had 75 show up. And the other half said they were just not, they were too afraid to show up to the wedding. Right. I could see that. But they announced that they postponed their wedding well before coronavirus. Like, well, well before. Um, just can saying. we talk about this wedding for a second that I DJ'd over the weekend? Yes. You should spill all the tea, sir. I, I want to spill the tea because the, the tea. Cup. Dump the whole pot I out. I want to dump it all out under I the ground. I wish you could name names. I wish I could, too. But I had a DJ at a wedding over the weekend. I got a call from a buddy of mine who has a wedding company. And uh, either I'm booked um, or I'm not booked. I mean, I, I book my own weddings, you know, all the time. But sometimes I'm just not booked and I'll get calls from other DJs. They're like, hey, you available? I need someone to cover this. So he told me he needed to cover. So I'm like, oh, that's no big deal. Yeah, I'll go do it. So, you know, we need the money. I go to work. So I run down there and get ready to DJ this wedding. And everything, by all, you know, intense purposes, it was going, it was going smooth. And then about 8.30 hits. This is after the wedding coordinator left. And these people start getting really fired up. Like, I mean, they're dancing like it's um, like like in, in a, uh, I don't know, like a, a spin class or something. Like they're punching and kicking and they're and they're dancing. And they're out of rave. They're out, yeah, like they're raving. Like, and then I realized like something just doesn't seem right. You know, mm-hmm. like I've seen the effects of alcohol on a human being and I've worked in clubs my whole life. So I've seen the effects of of other things on human beings. And this was uh, this was something more. I don't know what it was. I don't even want to pretend to guess. But there was more than an alcohol floating around that room. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes up to me and she's 
in my face. Now, of course, again, for me, flu season, coronavirus season, whatever the hell, I don't want people in my face. I don't need you lips on my cheek telling me what you want to hear. I'm not deaf. You can say whatever you want to hear. So I back away from the lady who's like grabbing, like grabbing me. And I'm like, look, like you can say it over there. You don't have to be right next to me. Mm-hmm. And her face just, you could tell this made her mad. So then she asked for a song. And I said, cool, it's going to be like two or three songs. I'll, I'll fit it in, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my thing. I, I'm in one song. I blend in a second song. I haven't even got, I said two or three. Right. I'm literally on to the second one. And she decides it's been too long for her to wait. So she takes her shoes off and she throws them at me. <laughs> she throws her shoes at me. Who throws shoes at people? Yeah, she throws her shoes at me. So now I'm like, oh my God, is this happening? This woman's throwing shoes at me. So then she's with a group of others that were at her table that are dancing. And everyone, again, is on the next level. So it didn't matter what I played. They're all like, yeah, yeah, mm, uh, mm, yeah, this is great. Oh, yeah. So they're having, you know, the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. And finally someone comes up and he wants to hear something. I said, hey, can you, um, can you tell her? I don't appreciate her throwing her shoes at me. I just think that's rude. Oh, I'll tell her. Oh, yeah, I'll tell her. And he takes off and he tells her. Now, I realized right after I said something to him, now this is going to escalate because everybody here is it's different. Right. So something's on. I don't know what it is. Something's so, happening. Something's going on. So then she comes up in front of the DJ booth and she starts to yell at me, cuss at me. And then she has an imaginary fight with me, like a crackhead on a street corner. She's air punching things in front of her. She's air kicking things in front of her. There's a girl next to her on the ground doing dance floor snow angels. Like this should give you an idea of this isn't alcohol. Something else is happening. I think you were DJing a rave. I think I was too. So now she's losing it. And every time a song came on that she liked, she would laugh and clap and point at me angrily. Like she's having fun despite me, right? That's so weird. When my only job is to make sure you do have fun. So that's like being mad at the chef when you're eating it mad. Like, oh, I'm eating this steak. It's so so good. good. Take that, chef. Right? Uh, It was weird. So then I tried to tell the groom, like, hey, this is disrespectful. She, She... threw shoes at me and then cursed you out and cursed me out so i don't know if you know you know whoever the hell this is but just as a heads up she probably shouldn't be driving right now that was my concern and the guy's like basically f you you're gonna do what we want this is my wedding you listen to what i have to say who treats people like that and i just got quiet and i said yep and i tell you something i learned something that show we watch uh good girls Mm -hmm. and the the husband of one of the girls, he says, uh, I hate being a, a, a security guard because they make fun of me. They call me Paul Blart. They disrespect me every day. But I just take a moment. I look at my phone and I look at my kids and I remember why I'm here. And I first time at DJing ever, I opened my phone. I looked at the family. I looked at the kids and I reminded myself of why I was there. And I just got quiet and I sat against the, the wall and I just kept hitting play on the next song. Didn't even mix. It was sloppy. I didn't even care at this point. Just put up a playlist. Just play. Song fades out. Play. Like, you're getting not even a 5% for me. You're not getting real DJ. You're not getting DJ. I'm just... And I was just like, whatever. So then it ended. They walked out. You know? Didn't really walk. Let's say flew out. Right? (laughs) No, we should do... We should go pinstripe a car. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's go. Who wants to do that? I do. Let's go. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. So that was my wedding weekend. Um, But I guess the moral of the story was... Half of their guests didn't show up because they were 
afraid of catching coronavirus as well. So I see this becoming more and more play as the weeks go on. I more mean, and more people. More afraid of ODing at that wedding. Yeah, that was, there was another virus that was happening. <laughs> so that was my week. Another epidemic. We'll take a break and return. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. So we're talking about cliches that people are tired of seeing in family films. Family films are way more, way more representative, at least when it comes to gender in 2019. A new study from the Gina Davis Institute on gender and media found that in 2019 saw just as many female lead characters in family films as there were male lead characters. For comparison, in 2007, just 24% of the family films featured female characters in lead roles. And last year, 48%. But now, it seems to be even Steven. So, what do you think? What, what do you like? What do you not like about family uh, cliche movies? For me, it's always the parents are going to get a divorce. It's always going to happen. It's not the kid's fault, but they got to figure out a way to keep them together. Or if they don't get, you know, stay together, then they got to figure out, you know, this new uh, stepmother or stepfather and how they're going to make that work. It doesn't happen in every movie. Every damn movie. No, you know what always happens in family movies? Kids get into these like crazy, that's never going to happen situations mm. where they're just running amok and apparently have zero adult supervision for like a month at a time. That doesn't happen. That's another aspect. We're basically describing Are We There Yet? One through four. Like, Stepfather, kids, crazy scenarios. Here we are. I just, I don't get why, why in kids movies and these family movies, these kids are always doing like things that kids would never be able to do in a normal situation. Mm, yeah. Like, why are you teaching my kids that they could pull off something like that? Because they can't. One of the biggest things we saw was not a kid movie. It was Sleepless in Seattle. If you watch that movie again, somehow a 11-year-old boy is no, able... No, he's like seven. He's seven? Yeah, he's little. Seven-year-old boy is able to purchase a airplane ticket. Get on a plane by himself. Board an airplane by himself. Go around Seattle by himself. Get a cab. Go and in Then fly to New York. Yeah, go, go to, to the York. Empire State Building. Like, I watched that as an adult for the first time, and I was like, mm. how was this... That's not even something that could happen. Yep. Couldn't happen. Oh, and like in Home Alone... They forget their kid at home, so they call the police and they go, oh, we'll send a car by. What do you mean you'll freaking send a car by? <laughs> if you forgot your kid at home yeah. and flew to another country, mm -hmm. you would lose your child. Yeah, that was that'd be a bad thing. They would say that was child endangerment. Yeah, that is, because it is. They wouldn't be like, oh, it's no big deal. They would pick up your kid and take it to a foster home because you're a bad parent. And then when you got back, they take away the rest of your damn kids. One eight seven seven five one six nine nine eight one. What cliches are you tired of seeing in family films? What do you got? Yeah, so I'm tired of the dads in the movies who are always the bumbling idiots and the wife <laughs> or the girlfriend or the partner or whatever who are always the smart, level-headed ones. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? Yeah, it's true. That's a good point, man. I appreciate that. The dads are always pretty stupid. But they pull through when they have to, but they just don't get it. Why are dads just not? Can't understand. It's true. one 516 Let's go to line two. Hey, so I feel hey, like hey. whenever there's a working mom in family movies, she's like super uptight. She's a, a business lady in a pantsuit, you know? Um, but moms have all different kinds of jobs. Some work from home. Some have part-time jobs. I just don't think that's reflected enough in movies. 
No, that's a good point. There's, um, I, I would say, a, a mass majority of the moms that we see that are in these business aspects, they're very put off by their children. Yeah. They're very upset with them. And usually something has to happen before they turn back around and end up loving their kids again. Yeah, it's so weird. It's very weird, right? It's odd. Anywho, I just thought that was fun. We'll take a little break and be back in a couple. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. So a mom-tastic contributor wrote that the school year seems entirely too short. According to Sharina Bufa, time with your kids fly by because between winter break, spring break, and summer vacation, the school year goes entirely too fast. She does the uh, mat and deduces that school year is approximately 180 days plus weekends. That leaves 81 days where working parents can scramble to find child care so what do you think do you think kids get too many days off or not enough Mm, i don't know i to me i feel like they should have just longer days yeah like not by a lot like when we lived in kansas yeah they held on to them till nine o'clock at night no they were at school till like 3 45 and 4 or something so kind of lined up right when parents were getting a a lot of parents were getting out of work Mm -hmm. anyway but they had longer days. They didn't have any homework because of that. Because they did it all at school. Yeah, they got a longer school day. They got more breaks at school, and mm-hmm. they got all of their work done in the day and no homework. So when they came home, you know, we actually had time to spend together as a family. Yeah, no, that was a good way. And then we were in Hawaii, and uh, they had furlough days. The same with... Um... See, Hawaii school year was different. They had what's called year-round school. Mm-hmm. So summer was actually shorter, but they had longer spring break and longer like winter break yeah it was interesting but the summer was only i want to say like eight weeks and why is it when uh in california they have like every wednesday is a half day is that like a national thing no i think every every place is different they got something separate yeah do you think kids get too many days off 1-877-516-9981 i'm just curious to hear what you have to say i want to talk to the parents out there uh let's go to line number one good morning what do you think yes Children are out of school way too much. They're like out for a week every month almost or every other month. It's just ridiculous. And then the working parents, they really cannot find somebody to watch their children like that that often. So it's really hard on them. So, no, they do not need to be out of school that often for weeks at a time or a week every month. They can be out during Christmas holidays and then that's it. And I appreciate you calling in, but wouldn't someone argue, and I wouldn't be the one, but someone argue that you had the children, they're your responsibility. Wouldn't you be aware that yeah. there are school breaks because you had them as a child too? Yeah. So that that would be my question. As I understand that it may be difficult in your lifestyle, uh, and it may be cramping the things you got to get done, but that's part of being a grown up, and that's really where being and I hate to say it, co-parents comes in handy, right? So, you know, I think my heart goes out to the single mothers or the single fathers out there. That's where I think it's even more difficult because those are the ones that are typically the ones like, yeah, I know these kids need to be in school longer. Right. And, you know, if you're proactive, there's a lot of like uh, all the schools in our area, they offer before and after school care at the school site. Yeah. So for parents who get off and, you know, that don't match up with picking up their kids on those times, they can pick them up 
when they're when it's convenient for them and there's a lot of programs that will take kids on those holidays that'll take them you know summer camps and things and um camps for spring break and for winter break if you're proactive and you look there there's definitely programs to fill the need for child care in those gaps one eight seven seven five one six nine nine eight one. do you think kids get too many days off good morning you only get to be a kid once you're supposed to get to enjoy it well like we all lived for our vacations when we were kids because we could relax and play and hang out with all our friends i think it's unfair to deny that to our kids because it's inconvenient no i that's exactly what we just said sir and i appreciate you reiterating what we said I agree. It's not quite what we said. That's dead on. I was just as mad. I was like, "What you talking about? I'm a kid. I'm a kid fan, and I get it." Yeah, I don't. I don't think we should expect them to be in school the same amount of time we go to work every day. Like they're small children. Mm, very it's true. Not the same thing. Well, we're gonna take a break and return with family movies. Want to talk about cliches and family movies? According to a new family film survey that came out. They gave a list of family film cliches that people are tired of. And boy, do we have quite the extensive list we'd love to share with you. We'll tell you about it coming up. It's Danny and Kate. If it's on the internet, it it must be true! Celebrities are rich. Paparazzi's with the cameras. Good looking and better than us. Kind of nice having so much to celebrate. It's time for Celebrity Dirt, only on the Danny and Kate Show. Time to check in with E.T. and see what's going on with celebrities. 007 gets hit by Corona. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Michelle Turner. After moving the release of the upcoming James Bond film, No Time to Die, back seven months due to the coronavirus outbreak, MGM will reportedly take a 30 to $50 million hit. The film will now hit theaters November 12th. Jojo Rabbit filmmaker Taika Waititi is bringing a pair of Willy Wonka-themed animated series to Netflix. One based on the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the other based on the Oompa Loompa characters. Celebrating an E.T. birthday today, Breaking Bad star Brian Cranston is 64, Orange is the New Black's Laura Prepon is 40, and which stand-up comedian's first job was as a specialist at the National Security Agency? That would be Wanda Sykes, who today turns 56. And we'll have all the latest celebrity news on the next DT. This report brought to you by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, we're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Michelle Turner. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back in a few. It's Danny and Kate. What happened last night on the late night talk shows? West and Jimmy Kimmel decided to squash their feud last night. Danny and Kate don't know. They were asleep. Oh, man. Talk about a freak show. So let's play it back. We're talking about the fun he's having on his show. It's the Late Show Recap with Danny and Kate. Well, let's check in with the late shows. Here they are talking about all the fun stuff. Enjoy. Everyone's doing their part with the coronavirus. Uh, Starbucks just announced they are cleaning their cafes every eight minutes because of the coronavirus. Yes. Also, they've stopped serving their popular vanilla sneeze latte. (laughs) Mariah Carey has postponed a concert in Hawaii this month due to the coronavirus outbreak. Instead, she'll be replaced by a more coronavirus-friendly performer, Purell Williams. Some business news. I read that people are buying Peloton exercise bikes so they can work out if they're quarantined. Oh. You know your business model is off when the best thing for them is the coronavirus and the worst thing is Christmas. 
Florida this week has a big milestone. It's the 175th anniversary of Florida becoming a state. Florida is 175 years old, which is why it moved to Florida in the first place. <laughs> Brian Regan was on The Late Show and talked about ironing boards. Here's this. You ever just look at an ironing board? Can you imagine getting that approved in today's safety-conscious world? What did you want to get an approval on? Um, I call it an ironing board. I want to have like a surfboard-shaped device about this high, and I want to support it with two thin crisscrossing poles so the center of gravity is precariously high, so the slightest nudge would be sure to topple it. Then I want to put a big hot metal thing on the top of that with water, the temperature of lava oozing out the sides dripping off the board for burn wounds. I want one side to be a white hot heat for scarring. I want the sheer weight to be able to cause blunt force trauma. And I want the whole thing to come to a point for puncture wounds. It, uh, it seems a little unsafe for adults. I'm not finished. I want a cord coming down so get the toddlers involved. <laughs> Well, there you go. We'll take a break and return. It's Danny and Kate. Stupid people are everywhere. Oh, it's even more stupid than you could possibly imagine. That sounds stupid. That's just stupid. Here's Danny and Kate's stupidest person of the day. That's really stupid, right? Well, today's stupidest person of the day is all the health advisors who continually tell us not to touch her face, but in that same interview, they touch their face. <laughs> the Washington Post put together a montage of health experts and advisors warning the public to keep their hands away from their face, and then they absentmindedly touch their face again. The bell rings each time that they touch their face. Here you go. This is this is. Fun. We're always saying the common sense of washing your hands, not touching your face. We're looking at every way individuals come into the country. One of the key parts to preventing transmission is washing your hands and not touching your face. There's a lot of folks that are trying to ask themselves, do I need a mask? I think these are very important things, not to touch your face. That everyone would have to fill out, that would go directly. I've been looking around the room here, I can't tell you the number of you who've put your hands to your face in the last 20 minutes or half an hour. I wouldn't. Yep. Including you, sir. I saw one the other day that was a woman in San Francisco or something. She was talking about it and she was reading off a piece of paper and she's like, we can't emphasize enough the importance of not touching your face. And then she went to change the, the page and she put her hand in her mouth to get her finger wet to turn and the then to turn the page. And then she continued, like, you know, saying how important it is not to touch your face to your mouth. After she stuck her finger in And her this mouth. was literally, like, in the same breath. And everyone was like, ah, that seems weird. There was another one that I saw that was... Because it's really hard to it's do. It's very difficult to do. There's another one that was, uh, it was just more ironic. There was a father who had the coronavirus has been cleared mm -hmm. and he was on a TV show and he was talking about how, you know, I had it and um, it was pretty bad for me, but I lived and I'm happy. And he goes, <coughs> and he has his kids on his lap. So he's like, <coughs> and he grabs his kid's water bottle and drinks out of it and hands it back to his kid. And everybody's like, I don't think that was a good idea. Maybe you right? shouldn't be. Sh well, but if he's cleared, I mean. I guess. Well, that's the other thing. How long is it until it's out of your system? I don't know. But either way, we understand it's very difficult to not touch your face. Even the experts, as they're telling you, don't do it or are doing it. Yeah. So try your darndest, which is one of the benefits of wearing a mask 
Sometimes it just kind of reminds you don't touch that portion See, of your face. Well, I think that would just leave you to touch other parts of your face, like your eyes and stuff. You pro- Yeah, you never know. Because they said, you know, if, if this covers your nose and your mouth and you tend to not touch it, but you're right. You're still going to play with your ears. Yeah, rub your, your eyes, eyes, scratch yeah. your cheek. Like, it's just yeah. still going to happen. All right. Just well, wash your hands. Wash them. Often. Often. As much as you until they're cracked. Once you're come No, you are doing it too much. You're washing more than a doctor does. Come home, wash your hands, like really, really, really good. Sing two birthday songs, and then you can touch your face all you want because you're at home. Who are we singing happy birthday to? I don't know. Maybe the president. That'd be a good one. Happy birthday. That's nice and slow. Let me give you some extra hand washing time. you. <laughs> Happy birthday. You know, Marilyn Monroe, JFK, just really get into Real it. Slow. So that way in the men's room, it just seems not awkward at all. <laughs> what the hell is John doing? I don't know, he's singing happy birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Boop. I, I just count. Little boop on the nose. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. There was, a, there was a list your mother gave out. In fact, let's read that in a little bit. I don't know if I can get to it. She put a list of other songs you can sing. Did you I, see that? No, I didn't. But I, I honestly, I just count. I don't sing anything. Well, some people can't count, babe. Okay? Yeah, yeah I think they Not can. Not everybody's as, you know, as, as smooth at math as you are. I think we can all count to 60 unless we're under okay, the age of five. Okay, here we go. These are the list of other songs that are perfect. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life in plastic. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair and dress me everywhere. That's a good one. Oh, this is my favorite one. This is the one I would, I would definitely want to sing in the men's room in public. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. See, this list is make is assuming that I can remember all the lyrics to these songs. My loneliness is killing me and I, I must confess. I still believe. I think still believe. everyone needs to sing these songs in their heads. No, I think out loud. No, we don't need bathroom your, karaoke yes, happening everywhere. In front of your guy friends so that way everybody knows you're he's just washing his hands, man, but he's nailing that. He's really trying to protect everyone. Is he doing ice cube? Today was a good day. This is dope. I'm staying <laughs> in here for a while. All right, we'll be back in a few. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. So how do you make sure your partner's being faithful? Uh, the top 10 ways cheaters are usually caught. They went through the list of them. They asked about 2,000 people on the website illicitencounters.com. Of course, it was anonymous, so that way they could really get in there. If you're a member of illicitencounters.com. Yeah, what kind of website is that? Is that like Ashley Madison 2.0? Yeah, kind of. What the heck? Do you remember, on a side note, do you remember when they tried to blackmail me for Ashley Madison? Oh my God, yeah. So uh, before we got together, I signed up for every dating site because I was newly single. I'm so excited. And I'm not, and my wife can totally uh, account for this, I'm not the smartest person when it comes to this stuff because I don't Mm -hmm. really know. So I signed up for like Grindr, Tinder, Ashley Madison, like everything. And she's like, uh, you know, once we got together, and I even had accounts to open, I said, I don't know how to close it. So, So when they got hacked... They ended up sending me an email saying, like, we're going to blackmail you unless you send us money. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she, my wife already knows. Like, mm-hmm. she, she's fully aware that I did this. And this was, like, years later. This too. was years later. Yeah. And I and they even show the dates in there. I mean, we knew you had an account from this date to this date. And I was like, well, that actually 
proves that I didn't get it recently, so I'm <laughs> single. Um, so I thought it was pretty interesting, but they did this across the board to a lot of men. Yeah. Trying to blackmail them out of money. And then just as a heads up, Grinder is not like Tinder. It's a different... You never had Tinder. You were pre-Tinder. What was it? I had something you else. You had like OK Cupid and all those, like they were websites, not Farmer. No, there was one I was on, like Scout or something. I don't remember what it was. And that would. They were all like websites, though, not apps. Yeah. I wasn't really good at it. You know, the thing is, is you have to be good looking. And I'm, I am handsome. I'm not what you would call internet handsome. Internet handsome? Yeah, it's different. You know, the filter on, the six pack, the internet handsome. That's not where I'm at. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. one 516 9981 How do you make sure your partner's being faithful? Hello, good morning. I like to do, like, I guess I call it a drive-by. Like, if I know my girlfriend's going out for the night every mm. once in a while, I'll just sort of swing by the place that she says she's going to see if she's there with her friends and everything's legit. Yep. Keep her on her toes. She knows I may just be popping in sometime. Yep, keep her on her toes. I like that one, Whoa, sir. Oh, red flags yep. everywhere. It is yep. raining red flags. Mm-hmm. I hope your girlfriend hears that, sir, because no, time totally normal. to kick you to the curb. Sometimes I'll take all the kids and I'll pack them up and we'll drive by uh, the gym just uh-huh. to make sure you're working out. That is not normal. Then I'll make one of the kids... That is stalker behavior. Then I'll make one of the kids get out with binoculars and watch. Then get on the phone with me and tell me what you're doing and who you're talking to. Okay, no, no, no. That seriously, that's not okay. If you are doing that to your partner, you should not be in that relationship. This isn't rocket science, people. Are you sure? Because I think randomly no, swinging if you don't, by and saying hi. Yeah, no. If you don't trust the person you're with, you can't be with them. That's you, just how it works. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. All right. I'm sure. Let's go to line number two. How do you make sure your partner is being faithful? I make sure my boyfriend's faithful in many ways. The best way, though, turning on his shared location with you. That way you'll know his every move. Yeah, I appreciate the call. We do that more for convenience, though. Yeah. Um, you not, know. not because we're worried about one yeah, another. Yeah, we're not worried about one another. I don't know. It's really weird. I don't genuinely... Do you... I mean, all honesty, do you genuinely feel like I would cheat on you? No. Because I don't feel that way at all about you. I, I would... I get jealous of you having fun without me. Right. That, that I get jealous of. Like, if you're having fun and I'm not there, that's what makes me jealous. But I never truly think that you're ever going to cheat on me because I think we've been married, you know, before we've been in other relationships. We're both fully aware. If we don't want to be in this, we'll just get out. It's easy. Right. I, mean, I could just, okay, let's get a divorce. You'd sign it, whatever. And then I get to go be single. You get to be single. But I've already lived that life. So I already did that. I don't, I don't want it again. It yeah, was fun just... while it lasted. Did my thing. But, you know, I have more fun now. It's more comforting now with a family and a wife and having a partner that you can, you know, talk to. If you feel the need to constantly check up on your partner, there is an underlying issue there. You obviously don't trust them. And maybe that's not the relationship for you. That's a great. That's a right there is dead on point. Because, yeah, because that that sucks. I've been that helicopter boyfriend before. I dated this girl briefly who was just a total butterfly uh-huh. you know couldn't stay on one flower just went from flower to flower <laughs> yeah just constantly moving about very pretty very nice but you shouldn't touch it because it's got a lot of pollen on it got a lot of pollen mm-hmm. i mean so much pollen it was crazy just taking pollen anywhere it went <laughs> so yeah and that sucks i hate being that helicopter 
boyfriend of like, oh, don't cheat on me. What are you doing? Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun being in that relationship. Mm -mm. So you obviously don't trust that person. So go find someone you can develop a relationship with that you can trust. And then there you go. Ba-bing. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll give you the stupidest person of the day. It's coming up. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate all of you. A new survey has revealed the top 10 ways cheaters usually get caught. Women who cheat usually get caught with their partner when they go through their phones. They get caught with a hickey on their neck. Men usually get caught cheating when their partners go through their phone and when they find sexy text messages because you ladies love to send sexy photos. Ooh, look at me. Look at me. Oh, I'm so pretty. Tell me I'm pretty. Oh, I need to feel love. Yay. You act like look men my, don't do that. Look at my Instagram account with my religious quote next to it in my bikini. Yay, I need I need attention. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give I need, I need, I need more, more, more. Men want attention too. While men are just level-headed. Psh, don't even look at me. I don't even care how many likes I get. Yeah. Because I'm solid. Solid like a rock. I had to give you a selfie intervention one time. No, you didn't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. You used to take a selfie almost literally every day and put it on Instagram or Facebook. I'm a pretty, every I'm a pretty damn person. Day. I'm a pretty person. And people deserve to look at this. Every day. You know what? If I was a piece of art, I'd be in a museum and people would pay tickets to come in and just walk by me. And Well, then why aren't you doing that? Well, because I'm, I'm not a piece of art right now. <laughs> Uh, 16% of men and women say they have had a private cheat phone. A private cheat phone. How do you hide another phone, though? I think you go, you get a, you buy a prepaid one. I know all these solutions No, no, no. To I get that, but where do you hide the oh, phone? Oh, in the glove box of the car, and then you lock it. And then when your significant other goes, hey, how come this is locked? You go, ah, I lost the key. I don't know. Another good spot to hide a, an extra phone, like uh, underneath the seats, like the secondary seat where you flip it back up and you can put something down underneath there. Well, that wouldn't work in any of our cars. No, it wouldn't work in our cars, but I know <laughs> it could, where it could work. Why do you know? Let me just tell Why you. Why do you know? Well, besides the obvious that I'm having a raging affair, mm-hmm. I've actually, uh, surprisingly enough, had a friend who had two separate lives that we know about. Oh, yeah, I remember. So let me just tell you, I know all the secrets. It wasn't a secret. That was denial by the stupid women he was yeah, dating. But he, Straight denial. He kept, he kept some secrets. Another one of his secrets for cheating was always buy them the same gift. So that way you never get it confused. So if he bought one like a sweater for Christmas, he'd buy the same exact sweater for the other one. Yeah, I don't like this person we're talking about. No, this is, like, this is straight up. I mean, he put thought into this. This is strategy. That's psychopathic. Maybe. No, no, maybe. Yeah, if there's a hell, a he's little, going there. It's a little inventive. It's a like, little, it's a little already inventive. booked his long-term ticket. <laughs> It's his, happening. His coronavirus ticket to hell. He's going to be quarantined there. <laughs> well, how do you make sure your partner is being faithful? We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take some of your phone calls. one 516 9981 Let's talk about cheating coming up. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate show. Good morning to you. So, of course, the novel coronavirus COVID-19 is all the rage these days. The kids are even talking about it. The outbreak is everywhere. People are trying to avoid it. One of the best ways to do that is to quit touching your face. But why is it so hard to stop doing that? Psychologist Kevin Chapman says 
the uh, uh, well, I guess the proximity of your hands to your face has something to do with it. I don't know, maybe it's on your body. But he also adds it's natural. People examine uh, the faces of others. They're very sensitive to facial uh, cues. So, you know, touching your face is just part of it. A study from 2014 suggests touching one's face, uh, face helps regular stress and um, relieve stress and also helps memory formation as well. So, you know, the people who put like their hands on their head, like, ah, they're trying to think for some reason that helps us concentrate. But they said, how do you curb these behaviors? Another study said we touch our face anywhere between 10 and 13 times a minute. I believe it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a lot. You're touching your face right now. I touch my face all the time. I don't do it in public because I'm like aware of, yeah, of yeah. the you factor. And but I've always been like that. But then when I get home, I like literally will do this. I'll just like. Yeah, yeah, rub it. And it's so weird. I'll wash my hands and I can scratch my. I don't know what it is. I'll leave the house and go, don't touch your face, Danny. Don't touch your face. And I get about, oh, 20 minutes into it. And all of a sudden my eyes itch, my nose itches, like stuff that normally wouldn't itch. It's like my body going, hey, I know what you're trying to do. Hey, I know what's going on. Touch me. So uh, (laughs) 1-877-516-9981. Are you having trouble? Uh, Are you having a hard time not touching your face? Uh, that includes like biting nails and picking your nose and scratching your ears. I always put my fingers in my ears because my ears scratch sometimes. Not supposed to do that. Don't do it. Sometimes I'll go to a grocery cart and I'll just open my eye and I'll rub it right on the handle. Well, to be fair, I don't think a respiratory virus in your ear is going to be. I guess any access to your body, mouth, nose, eyes, ears, anything way could float. Well, I was reading because it was more of a respiratory virus. Mm. Not only should you not be touching your face, but I I think I read this on the CDC that you should be taking a drink every 15 minutes because then you swallow the virus and your stomach acid can kill the virus. But if you inhale it, you have a higher chance of contracting the virus. Now you're making me thirsty. (laughs) All right. Phone lines are lighting up over this. Are you having a hard time not touching your face? Good morning. Okay, so I'm a nail biter, so I'm, like, really struggling. Uh, I've been trying to break this habit for, like, 30 years, Uh and the threat of a virus, unfortunately, is not going to cure me overnight. Um, But I am trying really hard to remind myself to keep my hands away from my mouth. No, that's a good point. I appreciate your call. And then our youngest, Kylie, or not youngest anymore, our middle child, I guess, at this point, Kylie. (laughs) You don't even know. I don't even know. Um, She has a thumb-sucking issue. Hasn't done it in a while. But then this morning... She does it when she's tired. Yeah, I walk in and I'm like, uh, you know, getting ready for the day and I see her sucking her thumb and I'm like, whoa, hey. But she doesn't tend to do it outside of the house. Yeah. Because she knows that she at, you know, almost nine years old shouldn't be sucking her thumb. So she tends to do it only at home, kind of like in secret. So as long as they come home and wash their hands. What if she ends up being like a 30 year old who sucks her thumb? Do you think there's adults out there like My Secret Life or whatever that... What most people don't know about me is when I get home from a long day at work, I suck my thumb. I think a lot of people have just weird comforting habits. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mine's uh, smelling my own fart. Uh, thanks for that one, Danny. It just really just gets all up in there and I go, yeah, it's comforting. And that's gross. Thank that's- you. <laughs> Let's go to line number two. Are you uh, having a hard time not touching your face? I'm actually used to it. I used to have a lot of acne. But then I started touching my face less and washing it more often, and um, it's really helped with that. Yeah. I usually try not to touch my face at all, and if I have like an inch or something, I'll just wipe my face with the crook of my elbow. Look at that. So having, thanks for calling, having childhood acne could be the key to survival. 
Well, who would have thought that would have come in handy years later? Well, we as like women, we hear it all the time. Don't touch your face because it because you can get oils and dirt on your mm-hmm. skin, and that causes skin problems. So right now, my nose it just it has it. It's just because uh, you're thinking about it. I don't want to think about it anymore. All right, we'll be back in a few. It's Danny and Kate. It's time to get up. Danny and Kate are back on the radio. That's why they get up in the morning. Nothing says good morning like a drunken human alarm clock. Sit back and relax. They will entertain you for the next four hours. It's Danny and Kate, and the show starts now. Danny and Kate show, good morning. Appreciate you hanging with us on this Monday. And unlike a cruise ship, we're not going to quarantine you on this show. You are free to move about the cabin in any direction. That you'd like to go. Not a good time to be on a cruise. No, not a good time at all. They keep telling, like they keep uh, kind of piddlefooting around, like the government going, you know, if you're over uh, over seventy and have underlying health conditions, uh, it's probably not a good idea. I mean, this is not a good idea for anyone. And, and, and again, not that you're going to die on a cruise ship. What I'm saying is, if I got quarantined out to sea for 14 days, who's going to watch my kids? Who's going to pay my bills? Right. Like above and beyond the four-day, seven-day cruise I'd already paid for. Well, and I don't even get why they're doing it because the longer you leave these people stuck on the boat, the more of them are going to get gonna infected. Spread. Yeah, like it's going to spread. Like take the sick people off, then yeah. self-quarantine the rest of the people at home. Well. And call it a day. I guarantee there'd be less spread. Well, that's... I think they... I thought they learned that from the Diamond Princess. Apparently not. And this was another princess cruise Mm -hmm. of some sort. It was a sister boat. So whatever. The moral of the story is... Don't go on a cruise right now. If the cruise is named (laughs) Princess, don't do it. Not in the slightest. I have a friend right now who's on a cruise... And she literally, she said the whole thing. I don't care about coronavirus. I think it's overblown. Not a big deal. And I kept telling her like, hey, I... You can believe that, but what I'm saying is it's still shutting down things that are happening in the world. Because so, people are freaking because out. Because people are freaking out. Even though they shouldn't be. And she's like, well, I'm going to go on this cruise. Well, she just posted up on Facebook about two hours ago that there was a, a one of the people on board the ship in front of them tested positive for coronavirus, and he had just left their ship. He was a worker. So they're now telling them they have to stay on an additional 48 hours as they start to test people. And if any of those people pop... Uh, positive. Then they're going to have to figure out what to do with them. Then they're going to figure out what to do with them. And in San Francisco, that cruise that's out there right now, they just said, well, we're going to we're gonna basically take them off, take them directly to a quarantining station, and they're going to send the ones, and that's California. And then if you're not from California, it's going to another one, but then they didn't say what they were going to do with the international guests, because there's people on these cruises that are from, you know... Either on vacation. Canada, or Mexico, or Japan, or whatever the hell, France, you know? So, and I don't get how you can legally quarantine someone, like at a state facility or whatever. If they're not sick enough to require hospitalization, they're just positive or whatever, and they're showing minor symptoms. I don't get how you could legally even do that. Isn't that like kidnapping? No, I think there's there's things in the Constitution that allow for public safety for allow them to quarantine you. It's ridiculous. Obviously, this thing is more widespread mm-hmm. with more mild cases yep. than people know. And I don't know. I just I don't want to get into it anymore. Well, when we return, let's just talk a little bit more just about touching your face. Because that seems to be one of the things they keep telling people to stop doing. And is it hard for you not to touch your face? Well, we'll take some phone calls. We'll talk about the research coming up. So stick around. It's Danny and Kate.